Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049 Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Hello, and welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an Odd Couple podcast. Ted Linhart, Garrett Eisler here to discuss Season 5, Episode 2, To Bowl or Not To Bowl, which aired on September 19th, 1974, and is available on Paramount+. Plus. Garrett, I understand you have some information you'd like to share with us. Yes, Season 5, Episode 2, or is it? Um did you know, Ted, that at least according to our friend Edward Gross in the 25th Anniversary Odd Couple Companion, that uh, back at the end of season four, after they taped the season official season finale one for the bunny, they went on to tape three more. You know how I spring. You know how I know that. How do you know that? You told us that last week. <laughs> really? Yep. Okay um so wow but i did not tell you which ones they were i except for the one that the one we we the murder one i believe was one of them right uh i forget which one's the murder one the one the one where she left with rob reiner the one we did last week yes 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 so you told us one of them because that was told right right no 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 that was not one of them oh is that one of them they okay so um oh right they waited it was like the 10th episode and i guess that's because right, of rob reiner's right, schedule yes right. okay the uh uh so you didn't you did not tell us which which okay. episodes of season right. Rain five in spain the official season five premiere with rob reiner was taped uh in the fall uh and then they aired that as the premiere but that was already by the time they taped that they had Done, they had done three back in the spring, and then they did f- four more uh, in the fall. So the ones that they, according to this book, that they taped right after, uh, right at the end of season four, was Felix were, the Horse Player. Were, were. Were. Oh, yeah, Felix the Horse Player. Okay. <laughs> Which actually did not air till well into the middle of season five. Um. Two on the Isle, the theater critic uh, one. Yeah, it's a great one. Which we have not seen yet, but that apparently uh, taped uh, early. And then this one, To Bowl or Not To Bowl, was the last one they apparently taped before going on summer vacation. So um, now one of the things I, I'm going to be looking for, because I thought in Rain in Spain even, I noticed them uh, the two guys a little looking a little older and i as we go back and forth to these ones that are six months apart i wonder whether we'll see anything in, in their age um by the way to bowl or not to bowl uh this is uh conf- the, the order seems to be confirmed by the writing credit this uh so as a, as i get into the writer of this episode is mickey rose who we've seen quite a lot of especially in season four when he was uh one of the the permanent um story editors i believe for the on staff and he's gone in season five he's not part of the staff in season five this is his last odd couple script so that even makes more sense that this was one of his scripts from season four 
Um, so that's the story. We'll I'll remind us of that as we get into those other episodes later this season. But it's, yeah, the whole beginning of season five seems to be a, a mishmash here. Does the does that book indicate that the uh, Rain in Spain was the hundredth episode somehow produced or aired? Good question. Um, they do, he does number them. Yes. How did you know? Okay, so I the reason I know this is there's a picture on the odd I love the odd couple Facebook group that we are yes we promote in and, and it has been very good to us of um, of Tony Randall. Gary Marshall, I believe there's some dispute on the per, another person who they some people I attribute as Tony Mar as um Tony Marshall Anthony That's, Marshall his father yeah no 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 not his father of uh, the the uh, the uh, the other showrunner on the show who was oh his, Jerry Belson no co-producer Tony Marshall he's co-producer yeah. yeah Tony Marshall is Gary Marshall's father yeah uh, Rob Reiner uh, uh, um. Penny Marshall dressed as that character she walks when when Felix does her up to yeah. to get show <laughs> and and uh, Jack Klugman and it says hundred super shows on the cake. Wow! So oh. it clearly was filmed on the day of that episode being filmed when Rob. Yeah. Well, first of all, Rob Reiner's on the set and right. Penny Marshall is dressed up, so right. that makes it clear that I guess that episode was the hundredth one filmed. Yeah, and and gives. Uh... Uh, further credibility to Mr. Gross and his uh, mysterious order that he never explains how he how he received how he got this information. It's almost like, but he, that's the way he orders them by you know episode of the series, and then he splits he splits them up into seasons based on I don't know what I guess he 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 some, somehow has the tape dates and he doesn't share them with us. Yeah, it, or he has I mean, the scripts. He might have access to the scripts or uh, or the shooting information, which gives the date of the shooting, I guess. But uh, anyway, but yes, that he he does list that as episode one hundred. Maybe he maybe in the acknowledgments, maybe Paramount helped him write this book. He did have a lot of act. He interviewed a lot of the staff for this book. So then he look must again at the details. So he yeah I, he seems to. I mean, had, some of those staff people probably had kept right. files and records right and this is a book from the 80s so it wasn't that much long after the show well i encourage anyone who's interested to see this picture on the on the odd couple i love the odd couple facebook page because it's it's interesting i had never seen that picture well you're encouraging me because I, I did not see it at all yes so you you're, you're one of the people i'm encouraging uh okay and you want did you want to keep talking about mickey rose the writer or, or did you cover that uh, well, I guess we've talked about easiest. him before. We've talked about a lot. Uh, as I've mentioned before, he's interesting to me because he was uh, Woody Allen's childhood friend and first uh, uh, collaborator on the Take the Money and Run Banana screenplays. Uh, I will say that I have caught up with some of the movies he did after Odd Couple and uh, namely Student Bodies. And uh, uh, I wonder who's killing her now, uh, which are quite schlocky. <laughs> can't say i recommend them but unless you're just a you know diehard fan of of 70s schlocky humor okay so we start this episode by seeing a sign that says bowling lanes and i did a little research it wasn't that hard to figure it out after a little research that this is a real bowling alley that was very prominently 
featured on Times Square at 43rd and Broadway called Times Square Bowling Alley. Oh, really? Yes. That's a real shot they got. Yeah, or Times Square Bowling Lanes. It's a real shot. They they you can see the uh, I think the R E of the Times Square. It says Times Square Bowling Lanes. I think I wrote Bowling Alley here, but I believe it's Bowling Lanes. Um, and you can see the R E. So after I saw the R E, uh, that helped me kind of yeah. find that there's this there was this place. It was right next to a big Nathan's uh, in Times Square. Uh, and then above that, we can see a little bit of a billboard for either an airline or for the Bahamas, because we see it says the Bahamas. So I'm imagining a, a billboard for either an airline uh, telling you to go to the Bahamas or the Bahamas themselves. And then we have this kind of upbeat music playing over the this establishing shot. And then we go inside a bowling alley and we see two teams bowling. There's a group of people in orange shirts. And they are called the Kingpins because it's written on the back of their shirt. And then we have a group in blue called the Bon the Bone Vivants. And I wonder who picked that name. Exactly. Uh, and if we first see Felix bowling for the Bone Vivants, is that am I saying that right? Bone Vivant. Bon Vivant. Yeah. And uh, we see him bowl a strike, and the team, which consists of Oscar Murray and Vinny, who we haven't seen since season four, episode one, Gloria moves in is very excited at that funny about that episode that was while that premiered as the official premiere of season four that was another case of an episode filmed and tacked on to the end of the season before so do you think this is all about larry gelman's schedule (laughs) it just means that while we would like to think that larry began and you know ended season four that actually he's been appearing like once a season (laughs) I guess. Um, now, after Felix bowls the strike, Oscar says he knew he would get a spare on that one, which was confusing to me because it was a strike. So I just think the footage they used to show what Felix did was not matched up with the dialogue that Oscar has. So Oscar turns to one of the men on the Kingpins and says, well, Hurley, we won one game apiece. Next week we play for the championship. And Hurley, he says, yeah, okay, okay, so you got lucky tonight. We've been champs for five years, and we'll still be champs after next week. So Hurley, he is played by Noam Pitlick, who was an actor and a director. As an actor, he was in many 60s shows, such as The Untouchables, Combat, My Favorite Martian, The Munsters, Ben Casey, The Fugitive, The Flying Nun, The Monkeys, Hogan's Hero, Sanford and Son, and Bob Newhart. Those last two are more 70s shows. But he's really more famous for being a director. He directed 102 episodes of Barney Miller. And I wow. believe won uh, at least one Emmy for that. He also directed- that show would make a good podcast. Uh, I <laughs> uh, don't disagree as a possibility because I don't think anyone's doing it. And I don't know that show intimately. Um, 11 Taxis, 18 One Day at a Time. 44 Mr. Belvedere, which would not make for a good podcast. (laughs) And 27 episodes of Wings. He died young. He was only 66 uh, of lung cancer. Also on the Kingpins, we see Eddie Garrett. Yes. We see the heavy set African-American man who played Leon and made for each other. And correct me if I'm wrong, but whose name we still don't know. 
I don't want. He's never been credited. We do know. I do not know who that man is. I still believe he is some sort of crew person from the show. Now, did you notice that IMDb lists someone else for that role? Uh, for the role? I think you're correct that that is our old friend. Well, it Leon. is. I mean, he's he's right. Rec- you he's, can right. It's hard to mistake him. But IMDb. Yeah. Uh, acknowledging this is uncredited lists uh credits earl jolly brown oh well maybe then we do know his name well wait a minute oh. but if you go to the imdb link for actor earl jolly brown while he is another heavy set african-american gentleman he is not our friend leon he's clearly a different human being oh. uh, uh and he has also like relatively few credits from the early 70s but they don't credit him in any other odd couple episodes so i think this is some mis- weird misidentification from an earl jolly brown fan oh if there are any who decided this must be him in the odd couple so uh i'm looking at earl jolly brown and i do know him <gasps> yes and i recognize as soon as i saw his picture i recognized him because right. the picture they use he is in live and let die the, the right. first Roger Moore James oh, Bond movie. Of course, you and are a Bond expert. I am. And he plays this character named Whisper, who's a assassin. Kind of like an odd job, kind of. He, exactly. And he right. can't talk very loudly. Um, <laughs> but you are correct. This is not the same person. He does resemble him, but not enough to yeah. uh, really mistake him. Yeah. And it really makes me wonder who submitted this <laughs> what earl jolly brown fan submitted this or imdb what racist or, who <laughs> can't tell the difference can't tell the difference yes yeah. um he i also noticed earl jolly brown was also in that linda lovelace for president movie that you brought up last week oh right why yeah that someone was else was somebody <laughs> else was in it yeah um so that's the oh and the other person on the kingpins team is bo capral who we just saw the prior week as the guy who was the leo uh sign who was hitting on myrna at the bar and we said that we said last week that you yes, would see him right. this week and now and we isn't see it him. funny like he strikes out with myrna and oh no he he gives strikes up out i get it good one strike yeah. right. <laughs> no pun intended yeah and, right he struck out and, and sure i was married and one yeah. week later he's married yes, already exactly. so things, yeah. i'm glad things yeah. worked out well for him yeah. except ted you know what or is it the week after because actually again this episode was filmed first so right. isn't that fun Yes. And then they went to him to be the Leo guy in the bar. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Okay. So Murray responds to Hurley saying, um, when when Hurley says uh, that we'll be champs next week, Murray says, yeah, you want to play, you want to lay a little bet on that. Oscar says, good idea. $25 a man. Hurley says, make it 50. Oscar says, you got yourself a deal. They shake hands and they laugh. Oscar says, so long, sucker. But he goes back to Murray after all the kingpins leave and says, you're never going to win $50 unless you take bowling lessons. Murray says, me? And Oscar says, you bow rotten. Five times you tripped over your lucky laces. And Murray says, yeah, but one of those times got a strike. Oscar says, so what? It didn't count. Your nose went over the foul line. Felix says, fellas, you're bickering. And Oscar says, and you, Vinny, you bowled worse than usual if that's possible. And he turns to Felix and says, thank goodness we got you. You're bowling like a champ. You're terrific. And Vinny says to Oscar, what about you? You bowled a rotten game. You'd be absolutely worthless if you didn't know how to jimmy the coffee machine. 
Felix says, fellas, I don't like this. Oscar says, no, don't concern yourself with any of this. Here, put your shoe trees in your bowling shoes. Go ahead, buddy. Now, look, if we're going to beat these guys, we got to practice every night, right? Murray says, oh, I can't tomorrow night, Oscar. My kid's in the school pageant. He's playing a decayed tooth. Okay. Murray has a son. <laughs> News to us. Uh, this is clearly a continuity era, right? This is, but Mickey, how, how would this happen? I mean, okay, <laughs> let's say the fact that, yeah. first of all, in the, in the play and the movie, right? There's no mention of Murray having a son or a kid of any core or not. Or do you not remember <sighs> you know, Okay, I, that, I, I, do, I do vividly recall Murray having a wife in the play. Okay. Uh, who has talked about a, a fair amount, but I can't, con- I can't for sure say whether he mentions having a kid, but in terms of the series, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think like, for instance, I don't know when Felix went to live with them in season one, they might've, he might've noticed that. Um, well, or the- to be fair, maybe the kid is younger than five. Uh, Cause the kid, you know, would be that age. And then um what about when Murray left the house and Mimi had to come get him? They might have mentioned that there is a boy at home waiting for his daddy. Yeah. So the, the series has never said he doesn't have a child. But the fact that we've never had a reference to a child at all indicates to me this is sloppiness uh, from a very established writer. I don't know. Again, this is one of those things where how do Al Molinaro or Gary Marshall or even tony and jack not say what where did this well, of come all from? people al molinaro would be the one. right now i have to say al molinaro and the 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 last person to play mimi seem a little too old to have a five-year-old all right well, well, well we had a whole deal about the last person to play mimi. yeah so um, i so find... it's probably not a five-year-old if they have a child it's not a five-year-old here's a theory yeah he, they just adopted someone okay that should be an episode during then season four <laughs> all right look uh this is one of those things this is why we do the podcast this is why why i wanted to do the odd couple podcast because it's so rife with these things which again for those who want to criticize us for criticizing the show we're not criticizing yes. the show yeah and to well, be fair ted let's say this is not the reason we're doing the podcast simply simply to point out these. no but one of the reasons that I knew an odd couple <laughs> podcast would be so interesting to do is because yes. besides just going through the episode and saying what we like about it, there's a lot to talk about. Right. That's not about, oh, this is a good line. Oh, this is funny. Oh, this isn't funny. It's the New York City-ness of it and, and all the references to stuff and the onslaught of contradictions. This, now I'm sure someone- That on have Facebook, not to date been fully- charted and accounted for oh, right um well there is a there is a one of our listeners who does send us an inconsistency sheet uh oh. that he, he updates from time to time so there's somebody is working on it there's not a map of all the inconsistencies like a visual diagram but anyway i do not believe murray has a any sort of child i believe this is a error just to somehow give uh set up the whole premise of Oscar wants to really get involved. Maybe in this. he's using it as an excuse to get out of the game. Making Maybe he's up ma- making up. I, you, <laughs> you would think Murray would know if Oscar yeah, would know. No, he would joke. not be clever to that. By the way, I don't want any of this to take away from how funny the joke is about his son uh, shaving his head and 
coloring it, painting it brown to wow. portray a decayed tooth. Wow. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that yet. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, all right. He doesn't have a son. This is a mistake. I'm moving on. Oscar, what's more important, Murray? Bowling or watching your kid rot? Murray says, well, he already shaved part of his head and painted it brown. I got to go. <laughs> Oscar says, oh, he'll understand. It's a championship. Come on. What do you say? Felix says, Oscar, the man wants to watch. But, but before Felix can finish, Oscar cuts him off saying, see, you concerning yourself again. Don't do that. Let the captain take care of that, huh? What do you say, Murray? And Murray says, okay, you can count on me. Oscar says, good boy. We're going to win the championship and to the trophy. And then he puts his hand out and Murray and Vinny put their hands on top of his and they all say to the trophy. And then Oscar says, and to the guy who's going to win it for us, our star bowler and high roller, Felix Unger, put your hand right in here, buddy. And now we're going to play our first clip. Don't look at me. I'm quitting the team. You're quitting? You're a star bowler. You can't do that. I just did. Well, I'm sick and tired of all this fighting and yelling. That's why. But yelling? Oscar, bowling used to be four swell guys getting together for an evening of fun. We still have fun. Will you shut up, Murray? Let me handle this. We still have fun. You call this fun? All this pressure to win, 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 it's like Little League. <laughs> All you know is winning. That's not healthy. Losing is healthy. You feel that strongly about it. Okay, next season you're going to drop off the team. Why would you, in the last week before the final, why would you withdraw then? You know how much this means to me. And besides, you got $50 a man riding when your goal's another point. What? You're betting entirely too much money. I don't like it. I'm hanging up my ball. I'm through. That's it. That's it. And you're not going to change your mind? No, I'm not. I'm through. Okay, fellas, I guess that's it. Let's go. Just like that? No hard feelings? Why shouldn't there be hard feelings? I'll tell you a So a couple visuals in there. First of all, did you notice the audience groan or, or gasp when he said, when I'm quitting the team? No. Yeah. Yeah. Said, yeah. This audience is is really invested in this story already. So in the middle there where people start laughing for no obvious audio reason, Felix starts to clean the ashtrays. <laughs> he takes the ashtrays out of each bowling yeah. table and puts it into the big main garbage can. And at the end... Felix has his shoes. I think those are his regular shoes, not his bowling shoes, right? Those are the shoes he's changing tell. back into mm-hmm. around his neck by the laces. And Felix, uh, Oscar uh, cho- starts to choke him with them by, by pulling them together. Uh, and that's when everyone, that's what he's doing at the end because he's so mad. Can you uh, maybe, I don't know if you had any thoughts about this, but as the significance of this trophy and this match continue to play out in this episode. Like, why is this such a big deal for us? Like, there doesn't seem to be much in this trophy. Well, I think given his sports competitive nature, I think winning for him is some sort of pride and beating this guy, Hurley, who he seems to right. kind of have a some sort of like competition with. Right. So I it there may be some money attached to it in addition to the bet. Now there's the bet. And I think oh, it's yeah, right, right. I think it's a source of pride. I think losing for Oscar is a big deal. That's what I think. So the new we have a new scene uh after the credits. Murray and Vinny and Oscar are um I'm oh, sorry, no. The next scene 
is I skipped a scene here. Uh, the new scene is very visual. So uh, let's talk, uh, set it up, and then we'll play the clip. Uh, Felix is cleaning up at home. Um, Oscar comes home. He's very mad at Felix because Felix is quitting the team. And he makes a mess multiple ways in the room um, to show his anger. So let's play it, and then we'll describe everything that's going on. But it is a little, the first half of it is fairly visual, but you'll hear the audience react, which I think is still interesting. The Odd Couple was filmed in front of a live audience. kept secrets <laughs> I think we should talk about this Oscar don't you after all we've learned to talk to the Russians we've learned to talk to the Chinese can't we talk to each other you're gonna bowl in the finals no then go talk to the Chinese. <laughs> I told you why I quit your stupid bowling team. It's a matter of principle. I do it again. My principles mean a lot to me. Yeah? Well, look at this. <laughs> That's me your principles. You understand that? <laughs> Come in. Boy, are you crude. Yeah. El crudo. La creme de la crude. Oh. You think that's crude? I'm going to show you. You want to see crude? Ah, that's crude. That doesn't bother me. That's ah. no skin on me. Safe in any place that contains me and my fist. 
Now go to your room. You don't frighten me. Did you hear what I said? Go to your room. You hear what I said? You don't frighten me. Go to your room. I don't have to take this. I'm going to my room. <laughs> You guys having a fight? <laughs> Still won't ball, huh? That's bad, Oscar. That's real bad. You telling me? Yeah, I just spoke to Hurley. He, he said no substitutes for Felix. What good would that do anyway? We don't need a substitute. We need Felix. Well, then we better just forfeit the trophy. That's not going to forfeit nothing. I'm going to get him to bowl on a team. You're going to keep dancing on the coffee table? <laughs> he says he doesn't like winning. He says he doesn't like competition. I'm going to show him what life is like without competition. How? Well, you know our poker game tomorrow night? When I get through with him, he's gonna beg us to come back on the team. Yeah, and we won't let him. Get out, Murray. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, let's go in order. <clears throat> so when Oscar comes home, Felix is cleaning the table the living room table dining room table not dining room coffee table with wood cleaner and oscar comes home he takes a cigar and he out and he crumples the wrapper very visibly and drops it on the rug then he lights a match on the coffee table and throws the match on the rug felix picks it up puts it in oscar's hat which is sitting on the couch uh face up if you will I guess that's how you would say it. Then there's a big jar of, I think they're jelly beans. I don't know if you have any opinion, Gary. Uh, no opinion. Um, and he takes this very, his overflowing bowl of, of jelly beans that are on the table and spills it completely, all of it on the rug. And Felix has a very sad look on his face. And he steps around the candy to go to the kitchen to get some sort of food in a bowl. Now, I have a guess of what that food is. Do you have a guess, Garrett? Because I have a guess. I have no guess. I was watching my phone again, so I couldn't see anything. I think it's gazpacho. Oh. Because it's not, there's clearly stuff in it. So it's not like a soup, like a regular soup. And it, it's a bowl of something. So it's not like chicken or steak or hamburger. And I looked at various images of gazpacho on Google and have decided it's gazpacho. So we sit down to eat it. Oscar picks up the can of wood cleaner, walks around the dining room table, spraying it. Felix covers his bowl until Oscar puts the can down. Felix moves his hand, but Oscar has not yet released the can from his hands when he put it down. So when Felix removes his hands, Oscar picks it back up and sprays his bowl with all of this wood cleaner. Uh, when Oscar asks Felix if he wants to see crude, he starts tap dancing on the living room table and the jelly beans and his cigar are eventually he puts them on top of it. And that's when Felix swats at him with the dish towel and he says, get off my table, you bum. <laughs> now, both of these moments are yes. famous because they become part of the opening credits starting, I think, this season. Right. The new opening credits. Yes, the new opening credits. Season five. Yes. And guess why they had that footage ready? Because they were filmed in season four. <laughs> right. They already yeah. had this this footage uh, at the, in the can. So it, it is another... surprising to me 
and I don't, I guess I real, I don't know if I knew this before doing this podcast this week's is I assumed I didn't realize those scenes came so late in the show. Right. Yeah. Me neither. Right. I associated them with being in the credits forever, but I, they right. they can't be because they weren't filmed till the end of season four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we have seen similar scenes to this. They've done this bit where Oscar's mad at Felix and sabotages his cleaning somehow. There's uh, another scene involves a vacuum cleaner, I believe. Vacuum cleaner is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, right, and the ashes. So it's easy to get those confused. But if I make a, um, if I may make a meta point here, if that's the right use of that word, there's a reason why this is so familiar. Is that this all this business is in the play it goes all the way back to the play the scene with the spray can oh around the table goes all the way back it's the opening scene of act three of the play is it in the Oscar. movie i be- i did not check the movie i think a lot of it is um but it's the scene where oscar is mad at felix for blowing the date with the pigeon sisters or oh. at least in his mind ruining his chances with the pigeon sisters um Actually, and if I if I may, I have the uh, script open to the first page of, of Act Three, and uh, if you'll indulge me, I'll just try to get through this quickly. But just notice how many of the which of these details show up in this scene, and which of these details show up in other scenes from the from the series. So we have uh, Felix. This is the beginning of Act Three. Oscar's not home yet. Felix appears from the bedroom with a vacuum cleaner. He's doing a thorough job on the rug. As he vacuums around the table, the door opens and Oscar comes in. He glares at Felix, who is still vacuuming, and shakes his head contemptuously. He crosses behind Felix, leaving his hat on the side table next to the armchair, goes to his bedroom. Felix is not aware of his presence. Then suddenly the power stops on the vacuum as Oscar has obviously pulled the plug in the bedroom. So I think... uh, We've seen that in the, in the series. Felix tries switching the button on and off a few times, turns and goes back to the bedroom. He stops and realizes what's happening as Oscar comes back into the room. Oscar takes a cigar out of his pocket as he crosses in front of Felix to the couch. He unwraps it and drops the wrappings carelessly on the floor. He then steps up on the couch and walks back and forth, mashing down the pillows. Stepping down, he plants one foot on the armchair and then sits on the couch, takes, taking a wooden match from the coffee table, striking it on the table to light his cigar. He flips the used match in, onto the rug, settles back to read his paper. Felix has watched all this in silence and now carefully picks up the cigar wrappings and the match and drops them into Oscar's hat. He, he then dusts his hands and takes the vacuum cleaner into the kitchen, pulling the cord after him. Oscar takes the wrappings from the hat and puts them in the but filled ashtray on the coffee table, then takes the ashtray and dumps it on the floor. As he once more settles down with his newspaper, Felix comes out of the kitchen carrying a tray with a steaming dish of spaghetti. As he crosses behind Oscar to the table, he indicates that it smells delicious and passes it close to Oscar to make sure Oscar smells the fantastic dish. As Felix sits and begins to eat, Oscar takes a can of aerosol spray from the bar and circling the table, sprays all around Felix, then puts the can down next to him and goes back to his newspaper. Now, so this is what I have to check the movie again about that the, the last bit of Oscar going ahead and fooling Felix and spraying his dish anyway, maybe something that was added in the series, uh, because it's not in the script of the play, ah. but it's the same bit. Yeah. And also fans of the movie might remember this is that's the spaghetti that he's going to throw against the wall after Felix tells him it's Linguini. Um, but what's fascinating to me is that Remember that Klugman and Randall had done the play several for years, but just not together. 
Klugman did it on, was Oscar uh, Walter Matthau's replacement on Broadway, and uh, Randall had done it Felix on the road, uh, but they had never done the play together. Oh, then they started doing the play together. I'm sorry. At, well, once they started the series, they would do the play in the summers sometimes as a kind of a promotion for the for the series. So they knew the play even better than Gary Marshall, and they knew all of this business. Uh, the, from that scene and so it's interesting to see whoever's idea was to just bring all that back into the series another footnote to this is by the it's not clear whether i kind of doubt neil simon wrote all this into the original script and that it's probably the contribution of the original director of the play who was is that jerry Sachs, mike nichols oh right okay i think maybe the uh so uh, so I, I kind of credit Mike Nichols for some of for the bit with the spray and the vacuum cleaner. Anyway, a digression, but one that I couldn't resist. Worth it. The other reason I somehow think I feel like those scenes were more prevalent in the opening credits is I feel like WPIX's promos for the show yeah, right. use those bits frequently. And that's why I think so. Yeah, by the time it was in syndication, right? They could just use that scene for the whole series. Yeah. The uh, the other thing I like about this scene, first of all, it's a great classic scene. It's just it is classic Felix and Oscar. But I do love the way um, Oscar says, "Get out, Murray," <laughs> at the end. <laughs> all right, so now we have the new scene where Murray and Vinny and Oscar are playing cards with chips in the living room. There's a fourth chair that's empty. Oscar says, come on, Felix, sit down. I started the game. I put you in. And Felix comes in from the kitchen. He hands Oscar a beverage, and he has one for himself. It's not a beer can. It's a, a red glass with ice in it and liquid. Felix says, always, tries to, always try to use your, coaster fel your coasters, fellas. And all the three of them move their drinks to their coasters. And Oscar says, sorry. Oscar says, Murray. And Murray says, I'll take two. And now we're going to play the poker scene from there. Two for my friend Murray. Why, thank you, Oscar. You're entirely welcome, I'm sure. <laughs> Billy, if it's not too much trouble, one, please. Why would it be any trouble? A friend of mine won for you, sir. Felix. Two? Two for my roomie and three for the dealer. Okay, I guess... Felix, you have to bet because, oh, you've got three queens. I've only got a pair of eights. Beats me. I got king high. Oh, king high. Almost the strength. Oh, I guess we're going to have to try to bluff you. What's going on here? What is this? Well, we're all friends. There are no secrets among friends. Yeah, but how can anybody win this? Win? Day? Who wants to win? Oh, you want to win? No. Vinny, I hate to win. All right. I'm in. I'll see you and I'll raise you to you. I'll see you and you and raise you too. And I'll raise you all too. I see it. Okay, what do you got? I've got three queens. Felix wins! <laughs> well, now we'll have to divide this all. No, no, I win. Oh, no, no, no. There's no competition here. We start even again, see? Well, that's ridiculous. Isn't it? Now you understand? Yes. You all conspired to humiliate me. And you succeeded. So to retaliate, I'm going to bed. <laughs> and you each owe me 75 cents. Well, Oscar, have you got any other bright ideas? Oh, that's it. I'm up. 
Boy, it's always something. Every time we get into the finals, something happens to Felix. Remember last year, the softball playoffs, he got locked into John in his own studio. <laughs> yeah, and remember the year before that, he didn't show up for the bridge tournament? He didn't, did he? No. Uh, don't you remember? He was photographing some babies and he got a diaper rash? Yeah, every year. <laughs> every year is something. Every year. Hey, wait a minute, fellas. You're right. Every year it is something. And I think I know what it is. I guarantee you, he is going to bowl for us. Felix? <laughs> Felix? What's he going to do now? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out why we bet against three queens. <laughs> Uh, did you notice how Felix gives Oscar a look when Oscar says two cards for my roomie? He's he's suspicious. Did you notice that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He knows something. He suspects something's up. Yeah, but then he goes along with it. I know. I I am surprised. I mean, it it seems a little unbelievable that he continues once Oscar says who wants to win that he hasn't figured out then. I, he should have figured it out earlier. But anyway, it's a very funny scene. I Another great Klugman line reading. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so the next scene we see Felix doing. Oh, there's one thing I, I want to go back a moment that I forgot to say. In the prior scene, the, the argument scene, after Murray, after Oscar says, get out, Murray, th- there's a little laugh after that, which we don't know why if you're not watching it murray picks up one of the jelly beans off the floor and brushes it off on his coat and eats it <laughs> i forgot about it. <laughs> so in a new scene we see felix doing push-ups shirtless in his bedroom which is a little weird but i feel like we knew this before that he does that before he goes to sleep but it's odd tony randall just loves to show off what great shape he's oscar knocks on the door and says felix felix says go away i'm getting ready for bed oscar comes in anyway and says felix can we talk man to man felix gets up from his push-ups and says we're one short oscar says i'm gonna let that pass because i want to help you i just figured out your problem is psychological felix says don't try to analyze me buster i'm too deep (laughs) oscar's Felix, listen i know what i'm talking about now you got what i call the chicken complex and that leads to a, another scene here. Oh, the chicken complex. Oh, that is very interesting, Doctor. Please elaborate. Tell me all about oh, this. Go ahead, talk. Make fun of it. I'm telling you, you are afraid to bowl in the finals. Afraid? Yeah. Me? Yeah. First off the bar to Anthony, you're afraid. <laughs> Felix, every time you get in a win-lose pressure situation, your mind tries to figure out a way to get out of it. Bourgeois. I'm also going to let that pass because I don't know what it means. Felix, you remember when you were going to propose to Gloria, right? The last minute you got so scared you got laryngitis, I had to propose for oh, you. Well, well get, 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 getting married is a paralyzing no, situation. No, anybody, anybody, Felix, no. That was your ninth inning. That was your 18th hole. Every time you have to face your moment of truth, you avoid it by running away or getting hurt. You mean like in high school? When I finally got a date with wild Wendy Tedesco? <laughs> I got a cold sore. Exactly. It's all in my stupid. No, 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 don't do that. You'll hurt your bowling arm. Oh, Oscar, thank you. I'm gonna lick this thing. All right. I'll bowl. We'll start tomorrow night. I'm going to practice. That's what I want to hear. We're gonna win. I'm gonna tell the fellas. Oscar. What? I can't bowl. Why not? My back just went out. 
Are you crazy? You stand straight as an arrow. No, I'm not. No, no, it's in your mind. No, 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 think up, up, up. No, 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 no. In your mind, say up, up. No, I'm not going to bend. I'm going to go up. No, up, up. The mind says up. The mind says up. So we should acknowledge a very good callback to Oscar proposing to Gloria for Felix because Felix lost his um, lost his voice. Yes, yes. Look at that. Someone remembers uh, the whole two seasons ago. It's it's it is a little bizarre to me that they reference that and yet they have <laughs> Murray have a son all of a sudden. Well, they get the big things right at least. Um, I do think Felix accepts Oscar's theory here a little too quickly. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Yes, it is surprising how quickly he's persuaded of this. Um, Yes. But uh, maybe he just can't, you know, he can't deny it anymore. And at the end, what happens is Felix is uh, starting to just slowly and slowly bend over because his back is out, which is when Oscar's saying up, 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 because he wants him to stand up. Right, and we should point out that the re- he throws his back out when he's miming, when he tells Oscar, oh, I'm going to practice, and he just does one little mime of a bowling throw, and that <laughs> obviously Felix is not in such great shape if that could put him out. So the next scene starts with a slow version of a theme, and we pan up on fake 1049 Park Avenue. Felix is calling Oscar for breakfast, but his back is still out. So he's walking from the kitchen to the dining room all hunched over, He's got two plates in his hand. <laughs> Oscar comes out, bends over, takes his plate from Felix and says thanks without acknowledging at all that Felix is in pain. And Felix says, oh, I hope your eggs are all right. I hope they're good. I couldn't see the top of the stove. And he says this while he's grunting because he's in pain. And he puts his plate on the table and sits down, but makes more pain noises. Oscar says the eggs are terrific, but where's the salt? And Felix looks around, he sees the salt on the kitchen counter, which is behind him, and he goes to struggle to reach it, and we'll listen to him do that and then the rest of the scene. So in the scene, I don't know if you caught this looking at your phone, uh, when Felix is going to pick up the salt, he spills it. So he throws (laughs) salt over his shoulder because it's a superstition that if you spill salt, it's bad luck. You throw it over your shoulder. 
it reverses it. Do you know why it reverses this? I didn't no, realize the detail. Never, I never knew what the... It apparently blinds the devil who's standing behind you waiting to hmm. give you bad luck. Hmm. Well, surprisingly practical. Um, so... By the, and which is yes. funny because he's in such pain, despite all the pain, yeah, in, yeah. he still does that, right? And Tony Randall does such a good job here. You really believe it. Like, it's very believable. Yes. By the way, do you catch the uh, shout out to Dr. Melnitz? Yes, yes. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> seen it in a few years. Haven't seen since the tax episode, I think, right? Yes. Um, and and Dr. then he, we had a new doctor. Kirk Conway was a doctor. The new, I thought he had a new doctor. But wasn't that for just for the ulcer? Yes. For Oscar. Oh, that was Oscars. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Oscars. Uh, so the next scene is the only scene in this episode I'm not a fan of. I just think it's silly. Um, Felix is being held off the ground by his shoulders on some sort of contraption, which is hanging over the kitchen swinging door that he is. And he's like, he's, he's braced on it. Uh, there's a brace across his chin. And he's basically hanging off the kitchen door with a contraption. And Murray says, how does this thing work? Felix says, it stretches my spine so I can relax. Murray says, hey, now I know who you remind me of up there. Howdy doody. Felix is very funny. And then he looks up at the ceiling and says, I got to clean the ceiling. Can you get something? Can you get me something to read, Murray? Murray says, how about a suspense story? which he laughs at. Get it, Garrett? Oh, suspense, right. As Murray walks away into the back of the apartment, the swinging door of the kitchen, which was open facing in the living room, now starts to close. And Oscar comes in and he heads to the kitchen and he pushes the door open to go into the kitchen, but he hears Felix say, hey. (laughs) Oscar goes back out in the living room to look around for the source of the voice. And then he pushes the door again and Felix says, hey, Again, and then we hear a thud, which is Felix hitting the wall of the kitchen. Oscar goes back out in the living room. Murray comes into the living room and um, says, what happened? Oscar says, I keep hearing Felix scream. I can't find him. And Oscar pushes the door again. And Murray says, Oscar, it's the door. The door is behind the door. And they open up the door. Oscar says, what are you doing there? And Felix says, oh, just hanging around. And that's it. It's a very yeah. elaborate joke, basically <laughs> well, is, for two lines. Right. Yeah, it is a one of the more slapsticky scenes I think they ever did. Although I, I just can't help, it does get a laugh out of me when Oscar bang keeps banging feelings. The Oscar Oscar opening the door and being confused is funny. I'm not acknowledging yes. that and keeps there. doing it. That's but that's the most insane slapstick part of it that he keeps doing it. Yeah. Um which is I think gone beyond the physical comedy they've done before. Uh I, I have a feeling this this really did not was not familiar to me and I wonder if this was cut for syndication this I, I it seems perfect. It's this totally feels possible yeah this feels like a perfect strangers scene. right not an odd couple scene to me um so we now have a new scene where felix and oscar in the living room and felix says in this day of rockets to the moon jets teflon you're bringing me a belief healer oscar says i know it sounds wild but murray has seen him work he'll vouch for him and felix says who's going to vouch for murray where did he find this miracle man and oscar mumbles under his breath in jail Felix says, where? Oscar says, in jail. Felix says, in jail? Oscar says, yeah, but he's innocent. It was a trumped up charge. Felix says, what charge? 
Oscar says, I don't know, something about fraud. <laughs> Felix says, oh, my. Oscar says, oh, please, Felix, I swear Murray says this guy is terrific. He saw him straighten out three drunks in two days. And Felix says, you don't think being locked up with no booze may have had something to do with it? Oscar says, details, details. So the doorbell rings and Oscar says, come in. Murray walks in and says, hi, everybody. Say hello to Arnold. <clears throat> so before we play the scene, let's talk about who plays Arnold. Arnold is played by Leonard Barr, who was a stand-up comic and Dean Martin's uncle, which I did not wow. know. No, I, whoa. And I well, just, I that, yeah. Just what? That you will guess it was. I guess that was his in. Um, <laughs> I just watched a, a new documentary about Dean Martin on Turner Classic Movies, which was very interesting. It does not mention Leonard Barnett. So he first came, he was a stand up comic. So we did a lot of stand up comedy. I wonder if he was doing stand up before Dean Martin. But yeah, I'm sure being his uncle may have helped him. But his first big fame came when he was 68 years old in. Uh, another James Bond movie, yeah. speak, which we just happened to reference, uh, Diamonds Forever. He plays Shady Tree. He plays a stand-up comic who is a smuggler. Hmm. And if you watch Diamonds Forever, you definitely recognize him from there. This is his third of five odd couples. And we haven't mentioned him before <clears throat> um, in detail because he was in two episodes of season one before this. I did remember seeing him in those episodes when we were doing our one episode season one. season one overview but we didn't go into the detail and then he's got he two doesn't have up. speak neither of them are speaking roles. no Is right? there are two episodes where there are street scenes there's a scene where oscar comes out of a restaurant or or a bar and sees him on the street and they say hello and they start shadow boxing right <laughs> and another episode he's a panhandler right uh he is such a type he is such uh, a visual type you know he's the scrawny old man and i think it's like he he blossomed late in life because just because he was just <laughs> this this amazing physical type and a kind of bad comic like yeah. that was always his like he just kind of had a monotone he has this great monotone delivery which i think is part of his shtick uh this rapid fire monotone delivery that makes him perfect casting as like a bad comic <laughs> And or in, a sleazy comic, as you said, in uh, the, the Diamonds Are Forever. In one of the future episodes, I think it's the one where they worry about getting old. We do see some of his stand-up yes, comedy. Right, right. So, yeah, we will uh, see him two more times in season five. Oscar points, uh, sorry, Murray points Arnold to Felix on the couch and says, that's the guy you're here to heal. And that's where we will go to the clip. Back, back, huh? Don't touch me. I have to charge you if I'm going to heal you. Heel, heel, stand up straight. Concentrate. Do you feel the power within me? No. Well, I'll give you my best shot then. Good night. That's his best shot? Arnold's not one of your pushier heels. You either feel his power or you don't. Felix didn't. Well, it was worth a try. Man couldn't heal chapped lips. Come on, Felix, put on your coat, please. Oscar, I'm not a quitter. Honestly, this time, I really don't think it's in my mind. I know you can do it. Look, we'll work hard, we'll practice next year, we'll make the finals, you'll see. You know, what's going to happen next year? You get a cold sore, a stubbed toe, you're going to hang nail. Your sarcasm is wasted. Uh, hey, come on, you guys ready? Yes, when you... When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And the quitter stays home and whines. Good luck, fellas. Well, Unger, choked up again. 
When the going gets tough, Unger quits. I'm ashamed to be your conscience. Gonna doubt my back hurts. Your back hurts. It's always some excuse, isn't it? Come on, lay off. Are you going to let your friends down? Let yourself down? You can do it, Unger. Yeah? Come on, show some courage. You can be strong. You can do it. Try, Felix, try. Go down there and show them the meaning of the word. Guts. Courage is another word for Unger. Go, Felix, go. I'm going. You forgot your ball. Now, do you think that that conscious was played live in the studio? Um, well, while it, it it didn't have to be, I do think in this case it was because part, the reason one is the, the quality of the sound is bad. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like it was being recorded. It was you're listening to it being played live in the studio uh, when they could have dubbed it over and made it sound better. Um, clearly, the audience is responding to the jokes so they're hearing something it, now technically you could someone could be reading the lines off stage in that kind of setup but i think that would have been too hard to dub in because um, randall is playing against his recorded voice you know very specifically in the timing so i think that would have been hard to fake i agree i feel like it was played it is it. quite a wild uh concept though isn't it it's like out of something out of season one right where they would do weird dream sequences or fantasy stuff and uh, they haven't done this in a while i, I mean it works it's funny but it is At, kind of a departure yeah it doesn't bug me I, it, it's funny i enjoy it especially because it pays off later yeah so we have a new scene now this is another error we're outside of another bowling alley it's a different bowling alley they show a different awning really? or sign but it's the same bully alley aside. So why did they show a different establishing shot of a different bowling alley? Why, Garrett? Yes. I ask you why. Because <laughs> um, the first they got bored with the first one. I don't know. They, I think. Well, to hear you tell it, it's like I guess the implication would have to be they are moving on to the championship. So, but it's the it's same like set. They, but it's the same set. So they yeah. and they knew they would only have one set. So, so it's it's weird. just it's. It, it, these things don't bug people and then they bug some other people. I'm Unless someone wants to, I mean, maybe I didn't look carefully at the set the second time. Maybe they moved something no, around. I looked. It's the same did, it's the vending, uh, machines. vending machines. Yes. And yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Oscar says, come on, fellas, look alive. Will you? And Murray says, look alive for what? To get killed. Vinny says, yeah. What chance have we got with just the three of us playing tonight? Then Hurley, he walks in and says, hi, fellas. He goes to talk to Oscar, but Oscar cuts him off and says, I'm sorry, you're going to have to wait till after the game to collect your money. Hurley, he says, that may not be so easy. I'm a man short myself. Clemble picked today of all days to get married. Now, at that point, Clemble walks in. It's Clemble is, of course, is our old friend. Right, Bo Caprow. <laughs> He's in a tuxedo. He's got a woman with him in a wedding dress and he sheepishly waves to everyone. Now, did you recognize before reading my notes who played the wife and where? No. Okay. Do you remember from reading my notes? Yes. Okay. So she's played by Beatrice Colon, who was Felix's secretary in right. shuffling off the Buffalo. That's amazing. 
And isn't she the one who is like the daughter of Georgia Scoffman or something? Yes, that's right. I think granddaughter, maybe. Yes. Oh, right. Um, yes. So Murray says to him, uh, Murray says, Clem, congratulations, Clem. And Clem says, thanks, Murr. <laughs> so clearly these people all are friends. Um, uh, and then Hurley, he says, they're leaving for the honeymoon right away. He can't bowl. Oscar says, what's he doing here? And Hurley says, I don't know. He came down to wish us luck. Now, I'm glad they addressed it because there is no reason for them to be here. <laughs> Except for him to eventually have to play in the right. game. Yeah. So I'm glad they had at least some dialogue <laughs> to say it. Oscar says he's wishing you luck. Hurley, he says he would, he would, uh, he says, would you let me substitute for him if I let you substitute for Unger? Oscar says, okay, I'll take Al Riley. Hurley, he says, oh, no fair. Riley's practically a pro. I was going to use Eddie Collins. Oscar says, I'll tell you what, you let me have Riley. I'll let you have Collins and Joey Bellows. Hurley, he says, are you kidding? Bellows stinks. You can use Riley if you use Bellows, and I'll use Collins and Harrelson. <laughs> Oscar says, Harrelson? Billy or his brother Fred? Hurley, he says, Billy. Oscar says, oh, no, Billy's too good. If you're going to use Harrelson, Collins, and Smith, then let me use Riley, Alston, and Alston's cousin, Dougie, then I'll play Bellows. <laughs> And Hurley says, you mean if I use Harrelson, Collins, and Smith, you're going to use Riley, Alston, Dougie, and Bellows? And Oscar says, yeah. They agree that this is a deal. What do you think about this exchange? Well, <laughs> it is fun. It's like Alvin Costello kind of routine. I mean, it's, uh, it's just all these random names, you know, just piling on. And the, and the fact that Klugman, who sometimes flubs his lines, gets it exactly right. is very impressive. Um, it is it is just viscerally funny. But my problem is in what comes next. Can you explain how they get out of this? Well, all right. So Murray turns. So after that exchange, Murray whispers something to Oscar, and Murray turns to Hurley. I'm sorry, Oscar turns to Hurley and says, "He's right." Hurley says, "About what?" Oscar says, "None of us are in the game." Oh, he says, so what? My team isn't either. Oscar says, then why play with each other? No, that's no deal. Look, we've got three guys we play. You've got three guys you play. That's all. Okay. So what the hell does that mean? None of us are in the game. Well, I think what he's saying is you could only play four people. So we just added so many people that if all those people play, then oh. none of them can play because you can't play eight people in a game. They started out trying to add one person for a right, fourth. Right. And they right. added up adding so many people to their roster right. that yeah. if those people play, the original four couldn't play. Original three couldn't well, play. I mean, well, they could, but then the subs wouldn't be able to play. Well, I think the, that's the joke. The joke is <laughs> we're now going to play these people. And if those people play, we right. can't play. I see. I wondered whether, now that does make a kind of sense. I wondered whether he flubbed the line and it's like, none of them are like, none of them are here. Well, <laughs> so, well, actually, so I don't, so I don't think he flubbed the line, but you're making another great point. Where the hell are all, they're going to get all these people to come down <laughs> like, right now, now to play now. Right. They're not texting them. They would have to go to the oh, pay no, phone no, and right. call them at their home. <laughs> and they're not going to take an Uber here. Right. Right. So that's well, no, but I believe that's the joke is that they can't play now. So uh, then we hear off screen, a quitter never wins and a winner never quits. And we see Felix come in. Oscar's very excited. Felix, he says, Felix, are you going to bowl? And Felix says, Unger bowls tonight. Mm -hmm. Murray gives him a bear hug and Felix is in pain from that. And Murray says, sorry, but Felix says, sorry, doesn't feed the Admiral's cat. 
Now, I tried to Google to see if this is based on something. Mm -hmm. And if the listeners know, let us know. But I can't find that this is anything but Mickey Rose's dialogue. I did find that Phil Hartman said the same thing in news radio mm. 20 years but, later, 25 years later. But, but knowing I, that show, it's possible they're quoting Odd Couple. I, that's what I absolutely what <laughs> yeah. I think is they're quoting Odd Couple. So, so you're I, saying you Googled the for you Googled it in quotes and it got nothing. It got it got it got the Odd Couple episode. It gave me this episode right. of the Odd Couple. Right. And oh. then there's something about there's some scene in some movie where it's kind of a similar line about sorry uh, doesn't feed a dog but I, I just didn't think it was really it wasn't some classic line that they're riffing off of that i could tell um you know that does it does certainly sound like a tony a tony randall kind of thing too he loves he has a bunch of stuff your sorry's in a sack buster well that's a, <laughs> isn't that from seinfeld or did seinfeld take that from the Oddco? Oh, maybe I'm confusing them. Yeah, that's from uh, that's that's what George really? says in Seinfeld. Stuff really? your sorries in okay. a sack. Yeah. Where, okay. Well, well, maybe has, well, maybe Felix says it too, and I'm just we haven't gotten to it. All right. <laughs> we'll go to the the judges on this, but Felix does have various versions of that. Yeah. Of you know, I feel like Felix I'll, does say I'll something. Co- like I'll that. collect them, maybe sometime. Uh well, we do have to. We we will need some episodes when we're done with mm-hmm. this before we do all in the family. I have some Barney ideas <clears throat> or, or Barney Miller. Uh, Oscar says, um, Hurley, we got our fourth man. You've got to bowl your fourth man. Hurley turns to Clemble and says, I'm sorry, Clemble. Looks like you're going to have to bowl. Clemble says, yeah, but what about Hurley? He says, you can leave right after the game. And his wife says, we didn't even leave. We didn't even stay for the reception. And Hurley says, sorry, we need him. Clemble says, sorry, honey, I got to stay. Wife's. The wife says, but Frank, so now we know Clemble's first name is Frank, and he says, we'll catch a later plane. The wife says, but Frankie, he goes to kiss him, and he says, it's just one game, 10 frames. This is a bad way to start off a marriage by... Uh, Yeah, I would agree. Now we see a montage of bowling. So first we see Murray knock down six pins, which seems to disappoint him. Then we see a bunch of the different kingpins members knock down seven and then nine then hurl he bowls and then Vinny, and then the guy then uh the guy who plays leon and then murray again but when murray goes to bowl he drops the ball behind him and that makes the kingpins happy oscar bowls he knocks down only one of two remaining pins then we see the new mrs clembo throw her bouquet of flowers at frank and walks out oscar laughs the man who plays Leon hits five pins. He's unhappy with that. Then Murray makes fun of him. Now Felix gets up and he knocks down a remaining pin. Oscar bowls and uh, Murray is moving his body around, trying to like with the ball that, that Murray ha- that Oscar is bowled and he spills coffee on himself. Then Felix confidently bowls a strike. Clemble bowls something that isn't good based on his reaction. And then Oscar says, okay, all right, he missed. And that leads to this final scene. Pins, two balls, and we're the champs. Nine pins, if anybody can do it, you can do it. Yeah, yeah, We've been waiting for this, baby. There you go. Here we are. Nine pins. Go ahead, baby. He's about to tell you that. Anybody else Shut! That's only. 
only a test for time. He's got another ball, remember? One ball, one pin. If anybody can do it, you can, buddy. This is the championship. Five years we waited. One pin, one ball. Don't you let us down. I know you can do it. I'm glad you're playing like a champ. Go get him, baby. What happened? What's the matter? I'm back. You're back? Let me help you. Let me help you. Do we believe that Leo Firth would know Unger's <laughs> name? Oh, you're right. He does call him Unger, right? Right. And uh, and so this bowling alley has like a, like a, he's sitting in, like, it's like deal or no deal where the guy, whatever that character would sit over looking over the set. So is he like looking over the, he's sitting high up looking over the, it is the alleys. Voice of God, yes. And he barely gave him a moment to get up. But well, they do play there a lot. Um, so he would know his name. But he, I believe he would know Oscar's name because Oscar seems to be the captain of the team and reserves the. And he calls him that. Unger, not Mister yeah, Unger. Is, feel that is a bit of a. Yes. That's Leo, a, well, it's a, Leo Firth is a bit of a jerk, is what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> and uh, by the way, uncredited, right? We don't yes, know who that I don't know that voice. It could very well be someone on the staff. Or... I assume it's like the. I maybe it's a director. Maybe the, like the director actually can. Oh, by the way. Speaking of director, I forgot to mention, I want to mention, this is uh, an episode, one of many, directed by the great and late, lately departed uh, TV legend director, Jay Sandrich. Oh, yes. Who passed away back in September. I don't know if we noted that. but um, So we have a tag. Oscar and Felix are playing cards. Felix picks up a card. Before he plays it, or does his next move, he says, you know, I learned a tremendous lesson about myself today. The subconscious mind can make a man do amazing things. I learned a lot about myself. I hope you learn something too. And he goes to start to play a card and Oscar starts to move to play a card as well. But Felix pulls back and says, the obsessive need to win can drive a man crazy. There's nothing so degrading, so so dehumanizing as to see a man sacrifice his last shred of dignity, shred of dignity just to win. So Felix, Felix now puts down the card and Oscar says, Jin, 
Then Felix gets really upset and picks the card back up and says, no, no, I wanted this. I didn't mean to discard. I wanted to discard this card. No, you cheated. You cheated. And he's really upset. Like in that last, you <laughs> cheated. He's like really mad. Uh, I don't know how Felix making the point that he yes. is a hypocrite. Yes. yes. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. Um, there's really lots of really good moments in this episode. There's, the classic Felix Oscar confrontation. Um, and it's really enjoyable. Um, I give it, even though I don't really enjoy bowling as a topic, it doesn't matter here. And it, it sets up a lot of other good, interesting stuff. So I give it four and a half out of five Murray's. Yeah, I pretty much agree. Um, I, uh, by the way, you know, I forgot to mention earlier that Felix being, such a great bowler doesn't also does not have much precedence in this show, except it did come up in the decathlon episode. Yes. Felix says, I rather liked bowling, but he says that as if he just discovered that. And I think we referenced this episode. Oh, and he has a bowling, but that, but he has a bowling ball. So right. In the, in the barnacle episode, right. Where that he takes pride and that's his bowling ball that got ruined. So maybe by then he already, uh, you know, did some practice and got really good at bowling. What were we oh. talking about? Oh, oh. you were giving. <laughs> we, I you you have not given us your Murray score yes. yet. I think uh, I think four and a half is about right because it's I I it's hard to find fault in it. Although you can certainly fault maybe some the the the, the scene Felix on just strapped to the door scene. Uh, it's not a big belly laugh episode for me, uh, but it is really well done and i like it's very tightly constructed there are no digressions um and what i really like the thing i like most in the script is that turn it takes halfway through the whole like pivot to oscar psychoanalyzing felix and saying aha this is really your neuroses this is not nothing to do with winning they could have made the whole episode more about like the moral lesson of like you know it's not whether you win or lose just play the game that's that was brilliant, I think, to make it all more about and that leads to the conscience thing, which is really funny. And it really take, it takes it in a different direction halfway through, which really makes it for a richer episode rather than one gag uh, the whole way through. And it leaves suspense. And, you know, we have the it's a sports it's a sports story and they win the big game. So it's a very satisfying plot, I think. Uh, by the way, I did take advantage of. Uh, the did you clip. sorry? What's your score? Four and a half. I'll agree okay. with you. Okay. Four and a half. I took advantage of the last clip to do a little more research into the admirals, the proverbial admiral's cat. Uh, and I did find one more reference that people can chew over if they want. It's uh, I can't see the whole thing because Google won't show me the whole book, but none other than Mr. Philip K. Dick uses the phrase in an interview in the book, Philip K. Dick in his own words, which is from 1988. So maybe he's quoting the odd couple. I don't know which would be interesting to know in itself. Uh, but if anyone out there is interested in Philip K. Dick, wants to check out that book, maybe it really was out there in the, in the culture. Uh, I would believe more that he's quoting The Odd Couple. <laughs> Why not? Why can't Philip Why K. Not? Dick watch yeah. The Odd Couple? In 1988, it was on, I mean, yeah. I don't- All the time. But, yeah. Right. I mean, we know that <clears throat> you make an ass out of you and me is from The Odd, I mean, that Odd Couple yes. made it famous. So right. why can't this right. line also be that? Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll ask our friend, the quote investigator. I think I found one of the sites I looked at 
was a quote site. It, maybe it wasn't the quote okay. investigator, but um, you should. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, someday I'd like to interview the actor who plays Murray's son on the show. <laughs> um, all right. Well, if you have any feedback or uh, information or questions or um, feedback, you can email us at 1049. Praise. Pa- praise. praise uh, Commendation. And of course, we always would be happy to have uh, some five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. iTunes. Not much time left. Last season. Uh, uh, 1040. Yes, but even when we're done, the show will live on in podcast oh. universe. So right. people can keep... I'm listening to old podcasts. You know, while, podcast. while we're alive would be nice. Uh, you can email us at 1049pod at gmail.com. Uh, Garrett, throw the ball. Schwa. Sure.